Alright guys, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Game and Compute. We're here today. Uh, usually we talk about career, finance, money, side hustles, um, uh, kind of like work-life balance. Um, today I want to talk about um, toxic work environments. Um, so in my in my personal life recently I've been dealing with you know the struggle to set boundaries um with people I'm not you know not at work but outside of work um because I'm in you know a social environment where I'm back around people that I used to be around and um I'm you know back around where around those guys um people I grew up with um so long story short I used to be um around social environments that you know I didn't really vibe with um they were very religious that wasn't the issue it was more so that you know there was so much toxic gossip untrusting you know envir- environments um, to have to deal with, and so I really liked meeting different people that didn't think that that was okay, who shared the same values as I did, and slowly over time, I was able to create a social life that kind of resembled more of what, you know, what I kind of align with, and, you know, it's improved my life significantly, um, but also, you know, that's, that's, you know, friends and family are a little different than work. Um, so when it comes to toxic environments that have to do with work, um, you know, I came across this Ken Coleman episode. Um, he talked about three factors that he considers, you know, from, you know, initially having, you know, compassion and empathy, not to excuse them from their behavior, but to be able to see why, you know, not even be like a therapist type towards them, but to see why they are, you know, behaving the way that they do. Um, just kind of, you know, having some kind of understanding. Uh, he said this uh, phrase somewhere along the lines of hurting people hurt or hurt people hurt or something like that. Like basically they're creating pain in someone else's life because of the pain that they're currently experiencing in their lives. And so that was one thing that he was thinking about uh that people could do another thing was you know to be um kind of like you know find ways to like avoid interacting with them so this wasn't talking about management this was talking about uh not toxic management but toxic coworkers so people who are mainly at your same level who aren't like above you um you know and he does have a different episode with toxic management, um, how to deal with that, but I haven't listened to it yet, and um, you can you can find it. But he was mentioning 
Um, another option is to more so avoid them when they come towards you with their toxic, you know, behaviors. And so if they start coming up to you and gossiping or blaming you about stuff, you can be like, you know, like, I have a call or I have to go take care of something or like excuse yourself from, you know, allowing them to even, you know, have to be in your face, either like saying you have to go to the bathroom and just going in the bathroom or saying you have to go take care of something like a lot of people maybe would mention, as he said, that like, yeah, they wouldn't be comfortable lying. So maybe not specifically being like, I have to go do this uh you know I have to go call my mom or something like if you're literally not having to do that or if you literally don't have to do it um saying that you know and then just walking away because you're in the middle of your shift and so it's like well if you're in the middle of your work shift you know um just go do something else for work if it's possible to kind of leave that environment where that person is right next to you talking Um, Another option would be on the more confrontational end um, to directly address what they're doing, their behavior. So if they start, you know, bossing you around, telling you tasks to do and you know that no one has told you to do that and they're not your superior, then maybe coming to them and saying, you know, you're not my boss you know like you know I have you know someone else who I report to that is telling me what I do need to be doing and you're not my boss um and you know um I take direct orders from the boss and you know things like that or you know I'm not interested in the gossip that you have to share whether it's about me or somebody else like I don't find it, you know, um, appropriate or professional to listen to this or be involved with uh, situations where this is coming up during work. Um, Just generally doing what you can to set boundaries if you can't leave your job right away or if your job doesn't have options for support. Um, Now, something that comes up in my own mind is, you know, and I say this time and time again, you know, I try not to be one who is in the habit of blaming the victim, right? I try not to be the one who's in the habit of blaming the victim. Let me take some coffee sips here. So what I mean by that is, you know, if somebody is experiencing severe ridicule or being made to feel uncomfortable because other people are hurting these days and it's probably going to be more and more um like happening more and more often because people are hurting you know people are stressed people don't have any money people don't have job security People have cars falling apart that they can't afford to fix. People have, you know, kids who they have to put through school and feed and get all around town and can't afford the basics in life um, or even a little bit of luxury. And they're, you know, working themselves so hard that they're not able to balance their lives. That's the reality of what's going on. 
I'm not making excuses for it. It's still not okay for people to be cussing you out or chewing you out or not managing their emotions at work and like taking it out on other people. That's not okay. But um, it's something that's happening more and more. Uh, you know, with the clients I work with, it's now becoming an issue that they're being treated poorly, you know, not being given checks, paychecks on time. There's very lack of communication. That's something that's common. Like the bosses just don't show up in the office and you can't even like contact them. People are getting their shifts reduced significantly um, and not even being able to get in touch with the boss to like schedule more work. So you're not even getting the hours you need and money is affected by hours for a lot of people. Um, you know, bosses just go missing and you don't even know what's going on. Your paycheck just doesn't show up on time. You know, these are things that weren't normal until more recently. I'm not saying like this week specifically, but until, you know, things have unfolded into this because of everything just kind of turning into this mess. And so with all the things going on, of course, you know, the the people who already didn't have the skills to manage themselves, even when things weren't as stressful and messed up, you know, if they never learned any skills or got any help for all the problems that they were having before, you can imagine how they're reacting now when there's problems that are like clear as day, you know, all over, you know, rising to the surface in most job settings. And so if you have um, those situations going on, you know, where people have all this unmanaged, you know, anxiety, anger, sleep problems, uh, you know, uh, problems with stress management, you know, all these other, whatever the problem may be that they have, you know, it's coming out in other ways. Um, so I'm not making excuses for the people who are victimizing others, the bullies, um, the people who aren't managing themselves. I'm not making excuses for them and I'm not blaming the victims themselves for the abuse that they, they are unfortunately experiencing in these toxic environments. But there is another step that I think takes a lot of work. Um, so and this I don't mean this to sound like I'm trying to be like a jackass, but I mean I mean I think it kind of has to be said too um looking at our own personal patterns. So again, I'll use myself even even as an example. You know, I even I I mean like I don't know, I can't come up with a specific thing like this with work, but I would say that I have um, <clears throat> exhibited, you know, codependency tendencies at, you know, at work and in life um, outside of work, you know, like I was mentioning, like, you know, I was in a household for quite a length of time where I did not move from a situation where I easily could have just, like, left, you know, working remotely. I wasn't bound to stay in that 
spot and it was getting worse and worse and worse with people just popping off all over the place without any real rules about it and people were being lenient and like okay well as long as it's not like a real physical actual danger then you know what do you want to do like yeah it's annoying but it comes and goes but to me I was like dude like this is impacting my sleep this is impacting my life negatively at a certain point it wasn't a problem and then when it started becoming a problem that's when I was realizing this problem isn't going to get resolved so it took me a while to at least get to the point where I was like look we need to set some boundaries um and that part came in my life way later like a year and a half after dealing with a problematic person on on at least a weekly basis if not a few times a week um you know with no positive results and like I said things were just getting worse and worse and that person was more and more out of control over time um and wasn't getting better wasn't improving it was just they were getting more comfortable in being able to do what they were doing because nobody was going to stop them you know none of us are violent people none of us are going to be calling the cops on somebody um you know no none of us are calling pert you know for like psychiatric assessments like for that person you know like we were just kind of like okay like let the man the main guy of the house handle it and so we'd have to overhear him arguing with this person until eventually that person just ran out of breath to kind of argue with him and then that's usually how the situations would stop um and then they would continue even sometimes within the same day like this person this problematic person was having episodes that were not managed um in a way that they 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 I feel like weren't having control over it but it's like okay if somebody has issues that they can't control do I have to live with that? No, you know, I chose to because of the price and because I was like, ah, it's going to be a hassle to leave and I have so much stuff and my car's little and I don't want to take like two trips, you know, it was like little things, but also it was kind of more than that, you know, but that is a codependency situation, you know, um, anything where you're like, it doesn't even have to be abuse, but you know, if you're dealing with toxic environments, and you're not removing yourself from them, um, that's codependency. Another thing that I notice too is, you know, you know, when you see those types of patterns, you know, just thinking deeply about like, what's, what's my own role in this, you know, cause I was thinking like, you know, that was the home life, uh, for about a year and a half. It wasn't like great. Um, and then, you know, there's also, you know, the work life, which was like, I've never really had specific problems at work, but I have had people in my life through work, maybe one, two, two specific people, and then maybe through school, maybe two to three specific professors and then maybe through um like practicums and training environments maybe one or so uh toxic type people 
and I noticed there's always and it might just be because I'm in I'm in the field of psych and so <clears throat> maybe this is a trait of some types of people who are in leadership and in, in, in psych related fields but I've noticed you know these people I could line them all up and they all have the same traits um <clears throat> and how they have or do treat me there are things like you know is that they definitely have these like narcissistic traits so usually when people meet me one thing that they notice is that I appear to be you know a little bit like depending if I'm very caffeinated I can seem to be a little bit outspoken but usually if you know if you don't know me too well I usually just observe I usually sit back I'm usually very like kind with people and like open-minded and I don't really come into situations judging people and I'm really kind of like you know I try to be sensitive to other people um and you know I come across as you know mild-mannered passive um people usually tell me like you know you're really nice like you you know you never like mean to me or you know you must like everybody or you know you never get mad like I mean these things are like people's opinions that they've told me about myself you know um you know that I'm very patient now am I fully all of those things I like to be that way towards people so I try really hard even when I'm in a really shit mood, I try very, very hard to be that way, nicer, you know. Um, now, you can tell if I'm in a really bad place when I start getting a little too direct um, and just kind of like things just come out of my mouth however they do. And it seems like, oh, you weren't really like too kindly delivering that, you know. Usually that means I've already been overwhelmed for such a long period of time that I that the way things come out of my mouth, I'm they're just automatically coming out just like negatively. Usually that's based on poor sleep patterns or, you know, just being irritated from having too much caffeine or um just being overwhelmed for so many days, right? So these are the patterns that I notice people tell me about myself. I've gotten this kind of, not really about the directness, but about all the other things about people saying that I'm nice and, and like positive things like that. I've gotten that in reports. I've gotten that in when I've left, you know, people sending me nice emails. I've gotten that in cards from people. I've gotten that in voicemails from people. People that I talk to tell me this all the time. Other than when I get like more direct with people. Um, that seems to be the main complaint, but then otherwise people don't seem, seem to have, you know, other issues. So I notice that usually the directness usually can go away when I'm having a longer period of just good times, you know, so I feel better. I'm talking to people a little bit nicer, you know, and it makes sense. And I feel it. I feel how I am when I'm talking to people. I can feel when I'm kind of like tense and I'm just like, you know, answering in a way that's not really too uh, gentle, you know. But 
you know, like usually that's not an issue and not like every single day all the time. And lately, ever since I've been out of school and been out of that house and been, you know, having more days where I can kind of work on myself, it 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 goes away a lot faster. So I know that's definitely, a, a, you know, it's like it's a result of when I'm having a lot of maybe depression or just pushing myself to the limit where I'm like just already been drained for like so many days and I'm still pushing, pushing and not taking breaks, then that's what happens. And so I know that about myself now uh, and I have learned more about that um directness but the other side about the niceness that's just naturally how I prefer to be with people you know I like people to have good experiences when they're interacting with me I'm like yes you can have this full nice experience if you just want to just you know give me a call or send me a text or let's go hang out I want to create a nice environment with people especially because I was raised around so many environments where it was so unhealthy you know I'm not just talking like only family but like friend environments church environments where it was just so unhealthy I was like I hope to God one of these days I can have like the life that I want in it when it comes to social related things so take that you know and then fast forward to the situations where I start you know, interacting with people with the narcissistic traits, I notice things that they pick up on based on my own natural uh, ways of communicating. And so they pick up on, oh, you're nice and you're going to say yes, that you're going to do what we ask you to do, even though it's a difficult task, you'll take it on, you know, because you don't want to say, you don't want to say no. They, They will do things like, gaslighting is a big one that I notice. They'll say something verbally. Now, I'm not stupid. And when you think of it, I talk to people all day, every day, and I'm not usually audio recording what I'm talking about. I'm not usually always writing down word for word what people say. I have a very good ability to memorize large amounts of information that people tell me. Um you know, especially if I've been talking to a person for lengths of time, days, days, weeks, you know, uh, it's just a strong ability that I have. And so people think these, these narcissistic trait types think that just because I don't actively call them out when they're lying to my face, they think that, I'm um, agreeing with them or just letting it go or whatever. It's like, you know, so I play the role of playing the respectful colleague, playing the respectful student, playing the respectful employee, playing the respectful, you know, family member, you know, but I'm around plenty of these types that have narcissistic traits where they want to gaslight and they want to say something where they make a promise or they make a they say that they're going to do something and then they literally literally will lie and be like I never said that or that's not what I meant or that's not what I what's going to happen you know it, it actually I need we need to do it this way instead because because after you've already opted in now they change 
the setting. They change their tone. They change the rules. They change kind of what they um, mentioned was going to happen. And they assume, because I don't call them out on it, that I believe them. But I know for a fact that they are lying. Right. Another thing that they do is they pre they I get this a lot. This is the one that I get a lot that makes me know that they're trying to do something manipulatively negative, like manipulatively negative. So I know that they're trying to do something manipulatively negative because of a certain type of uh, concept that I've been told often. Now think about this. Listen to this. They say to me, I can't read you. I can't read you. I, I never know. Meaning, you know. I never know what emotional state you're in based on what I've done or said. I can't read you, right? Now, for me, that's kind of been a defense mechanism. It's like I've noticed with these narcissism trait type people, they need to be able to read your energy to be able to react on it. They feed on that. What I mean is, you know, if you're sitting in a, like, I can't remember. Okay, so think, take this for example. Take this for example. I had a supervisor once who would call us into her office and, you know, she'd turn on the sound machine outside and, you know, people would routinely come out of her office crying, right? And I remember one day she was like, I was in there with her. It was just like a normal day. And she proceeds to, you know, have a whole, you know, she spends our whole hour session on my third. So every week we would go in there um, and try to, you know, revise these assessments that were due every fourth week. So this was like my third week working on this assessment where she decides to go line by line by line and criticize everything that I wrote, how I wrote it, why I wrote it that way, um, you know, you know, how did you even learn how to write like this, my first language is English, so how do you write like this, and I'm, you know, and I don't even really know the language as well as you should, you know, aren't you in grad school, didn't you take however many English classes you took, like, don't, why don't you know how to do this yet, we do this every single week, mind you, there was not a thing wrong with this report, not really, other than, like, mild, like, editorial things, mind you, she read this report the week, the first week of the month, she read this report the second week of the month, now this is the third week of the month she's reading the same report and finding completely different things that she wants to complain about that she didn't complain about before and she's just saying all this stuff so of course you know like tears start like welling up in my eyes but I'm like I'm not even gonna give her the satisfaction you know of like running out of here crying because I'd see what she's trying to do she's trying to get a rise out of me and the more she saw that I was getting upset 
the more she noticed that she just wanted to kind of create a situation. And so after that, you know, I go, you know, and then I finally, you know, I'm like crying in the bathroom, like after this thing. And then I come back and I just like start working. She calls me back into her office again. This is probably like an hour later, maybe. I don't know. And she's like, do you know what just happened in our in our session? And she's just like, she used that as an example to try to talk about the concept of crying, right? About crying and therapy and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, what the fuck kind of a supervisor is this? You know, in my head, I'm like, crazy bitch, you know? Like, but these are the types of people that I've had to put up with. They just have this as their method of trying to, you know, guide and train and teach and mentor. I mean, to me, that's bordering abusive, in all honesty. She had that type of interaction with me one time. And after that time, I was like completely shut off. I didn't ever look mad. I didn't ever look sad. I had a very neutral expression and I would look her dead in the eyes every single time and I would answer her questions directly with confidence and she never knew how I was feeling. She couldn't tell if I was irritated. She couldn't tell if I was sad, mad, upset, having a bad day, tired, whatever. She never knew. And it never happened again because she couldn't tell how I felt. She would crack jokes. I wouldn't really laugh. She would say things that were completely degrading about other students and other coworkers and other people or whatever, even towards me. And I wouldn't budge. And, you know, she needed me to. Um, she needed that role. It wasn't just me she was treating like this. She was treating other people like this. Um, And so she has issues, clearly. Um, She's not the only person I've had to interact with that's like that. You know, I've had multiple types of bosses that are kind of like that. I can't read you. I can't read you. You know, like you're very hard to read. You always seem so calm. You know, to me, when people start saying that kind of thing, especially when they're already treating you bad, that is a sign that they are looking for you to feel bad and they want to know when you feel bad and they want to know what makes you feel bad so they can use that and make you feel bad whenever they feel like it. Um, So I've noticed that it's not just because of my field, but I've definitely had a lot of people in my life that gravitate towards me because that they need somebody like me to feed off of you know that's how they get some kind of satisfaction out of this it's pretty sickening but it's true and so when I think about it it's like the reason why I mention all that is like okay I can see certain patterns where I've had toxic environments those were the toxic traits of the people in those environments usually it was that type of situation it's a very familiar situation for me because I've grown up in situations that were like that so even before I was like trying to do grad school and working and all this other kind of stuff I was already around people like that so I knew 
how to react and maneuver within those environments. Not saying that I liked it or that it was pleasant. And I learned how to avoid those types of people and how to not let them feed off of any of my energy. I mean, it's definitely draining for me. It's draining for me because I have to, you know, just it would drain all of my energy, but I was able to do it. And then that's how I was able to prevent them from using their toxic traits against me. But that's a pattern I've definitely noticed in my life with people, with certain types of people who are in authority positions. Definitely, there are those types that gravitate towards me. And I'm very aware of it. And it's usually those types of things that they start saying. Like, you know, usually it starts with the the gaslighting and the whatever kind of thing to kind of get me in the door and then they play nice and then they want you to be open with them and blah 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 and they have a nice side to them and then they just shift and turn on you but they don't do it openly they always do it behind closed doors there's never any way to prove it unless your video or audio recording them they're very strategic and then they lie to other people about the situation um, if you were to bring it up, they're going to lie to other people about it saying, no, I didn't do that. And usually they have such a high standing that everyone's going to be like, uh, I don't really know. This person's usually nice to me. I can't imagine them doing something like that. You know, they kind of have two sides to them. They're like really nice on the surface to most people. But the more you get to know them, the more you're attached to them, they just try to like sink their claws in but behind closed doors and they will always lie about it and they're never they never apologize you know they that's just kind of what I have um experienced with with the most toxic of people I've had to be around and so I know that when I'm in a work environment and I'm involved with toxic people usually it's those types Um, And it only takes one. If you have one boss that's like that, I mean, like, goodness, get the hell out of there. But I've had it happen enough times in my life that I notice I attract these types of people. Now, it's not because of me, but usually they will hire somebody like me. They want somebody like me. So a lot of times when I'm maybe trying to interview or whatever, talking to someone in a higher position to try to get into something that they're in charge of, um, usually they'll want me in there and then they start acting like this, you know, and I'm noticing it with so many types that are, that are like that. But the thing is they mistake kind of how I prefer to act in a professional environment. They mistake that as something they can prey off of a weakness they can prey off of. Now I know myself that I am not a weak person and I will not be preyed off of, but I do get a little passive aggressive and I am kind of like, you know, I don't really show a loyalty towards these types of people and they try to use me for their own benefit. And so what I kind of do is I'm like, well, I'm going to use you for my own benefit then. And so I will get whatever recommendation I need. I will get whatever, you know, ratings I need from, you know, for you to have to send to HR because I'm killing it at work because I'm doing so great. You know, I will get awards and recognitions and different things like that. And then I will leave your ass, you know, in the lurch. Like, I don't care if your company is going over under, 
if your company's, you know, struggling, if you're very short staffed and I'm the only one who knows half of the jobs, you know, that people can do, hey, bye. You know, when it's my turn to leave, goodbye. I owe you nothing. You know, you never did me a solid. You caused me nothing but headaches, you know, and then people I do also notice this other thing that after you, after I've left, they're still kind of reaching out. And it's like, why would you even reach out for me? I don't even go to this school anymore. I don't even work at this job anymore. (laughs) I don't even want to see you, you know. I've had so many people like this, you know. Um, The first person who used to correct my assessments. I mean, I can go back. I can go back in time, you know, for however long I need to. You know, my first grad school, there was a professor that was like that. Um, she was the head of, you know, the majority of the professors. She had some kind of like higher up status role. Um, she was a professor in one of our classes. Um, I had another, um, grad school supervisor, uh, practicum supervisor that was that way. I had a dissertation chair that was sort of kind of that way. I had a, um... I'm not even counting like family members or friend type people. Um, You know, I've had, um, you know, people who are heads of uh, people who are even above managers who are that way. People who have hired me that I've worked with, you know, in multiple job positions um, who have treated me that way. Um, You know, I you know, I've had a couple, a couple people who would consider themselves friends, family friends that I grew up with that try to get over on me like that on occasion. Uh, certain family friends, parents that try to get over on me in ways like that on occasion, not a whole lot of them, but a couple, it only takes one or two. It doesn't, you don't need like a whole room of them. Like one or two makes enough of an impact. Um, but I've had so many that I kind of have had to learn how to deal with that so that I can function because I'm not saying that that I did anything wrong to walk into these environments. I'm just living my life and trying to get mine like everybody else. But then I see those types come to me um, and start trying to involve themselves in my life. And like I mentioned, even when I've exited those situations, they still feel like they want to come around and try to, you know, interact. And it's kind of interesting. It's like, well, if you had so many problems with me and I'm gone, why do you want to still interact? You know, and there is this kind of side of them that, you know, they will say things like they feel bad about, you know, how they've treated me or whatever. Um, But then there's also, on my end, there's the codependency side that doesn't easily do away with those situations. Like, when they come up, I'm not just going to be like, okay, I'm leaving Um, right away, like that very second. And so, for me, it does take a lot, you know, to be setting boundaries with people, noticing that they're crossing those boundaries, leaving the damn situation because of it, you know, because of the boundaries being crossed. Now, if I didn't know how to deal with those types of people when they come up in management, if I didn't know how to deal with those types of people when they, um, 
um, you know, when they're basically in charge of the next steps of my life, um, if I, you know, didn't, you know, know how to just have the money to just, like, move or leave a situation, if I'm living with people like that, it's like, you know, of course I'd be stuck, but I've never really lately, lately, I have not lately in the past multiple years been in a situation where I felt stuck to have to put up with it, you know, um, it's been a choice of something negative I've definitely put up with, um, but it's taken a long time to be like, okay, this is what those boundaries look like, this is, you know, what I expect of people around me, and this is, you know, how I expect to be treated, um, but, you know, I say all that to say, you know, if you can notice patterns like that, you know, in your life, you know, um, yeah, it is their fault for being jerks, um, yeah, it is their fault for creating toxic environments, but if you can, if, if you have patterns like that in your life, where there's certain toxic traits that you notice around you, it's, it's good to try to either get help for trying to manage it, or find out why it is that you, that you find those patterns surrounding you, I'm not saying, like, again, like I said, I'm not trying to blame the victim, I'm not trying to, um, say that because your boss is treating you like crap, because your manager is treating you like crap, because your lead is treating you like crap, it's your fault. I'm just saying, if it's something that seems more like a pattern that you're noticing, then there might be something to it that you can actually do so that if it does happen, even once you switch to a new better job or a better house or a better environment, you'll know how to deal with it if it does keep coming up and though because it goes both ways there are some patterns where people will seek you out because they see something that they consider a weakness that they want to try to exploit for their own benefit and that happens all too often like sometimes yeah like the the toxic stuff isn't you know strategic but sometimes the toxic stuff is freaking strategic and, you know, like, if they're strategically doing this, and you keep seeing people around you that are like this, there might be something to it that's within your own control and power that you can learn to kind of do to deal with it. Because if you go to a different job, and there's something about your personality where there's these other toxic types of people, they might still try to be feeding off of you with their toxic energy. And now you're at a new job and here you have to go through this again. Um, like another example, I have uh, someone that I've been working with um, for a length of time now um, who um, basically they have a good work ethic as in going to work, showing up on time, doing their job well. But they have um, toxic environments coming their way where there are people who are in leadership and higher up roles, whether that's family members that are older elders in their family that are kind of treating them a certain way or bosses that are treating them a certain way or leads that are treating them a certain way. I've noticed that there are patterns where this person often has people who are blaming them. 
uh, for things uh, that whether or not they did it, that's not the issue. But people blaming this person for um, for their um, so let's say this person is person B and person A is the the leader at the job or the family member or whatever. So person A is blaming person B um, for person A's own own pain, for persons A person A's own stress. Um, so whenever something goes wrong, it gets to a point where this person ends up quitting their jobs because they're getting so many complaints all of a sudden getting so many complaints from higher up people that you know some parts of their behavior are not you know um up to par you know and I'm noticing this pattern over and over and over again in this person's life where all they're trying to do is work and pay their bills. But it seems to be there's some social dynamic that comes up where bosses seem to think highly of this person early on and then all of a sudden they're not. Or they encounter bullies in the office. That's another one. They've encountered multiple bullies in the office that are kind of like, you know, those bullies eventually get taken into HR or get reprimanded by other management and other people notice that these bullies exist and they kind of go after this person. Another thing I've witnessed is, you know, they were raised in an abusive environment. Um, And so that's one thing, I mean, to keep to keep in mind, you know, uh, especially for those, you know, who were kind of raised in some form of a, an abusive environment or you have trauma from certain types of patterns you've experienced, those patterns come up again sometimes, unfortunately. And I don't know why that is, you know, nobody wants it. I'm not blaming people that it's happening, but sometimes, you know, you might just have a natural energy about yourself that attracts a certain toxic type of energy. And it's hard, maybe I'm not even wording it right, but I hope it makes sense. Like, we all have our own patterns of how we are, even if we're not doing anything wrong. And then there are other people who have their toxic patterns that are doing wrong stuff. And they will gravitate towards certain other people that are doing something that's right. um, And they'll gravitate towards it and start knowing um, about it. Um, And they will study you and they will, you know, use those toxic traits against you. um, And, you know you'll see that come up a lot and even when you switch to another work environment it might come up again because it depends on the types of people that are in those environments um how they're gonna how they're gonna gravitate towards you um not everybody's bad but I'm just saying like there are the ones who are bad that you know they look for something to cling on to to make themselves feel better by sucking out the energy from you they get something out of that now whether it's from gossip or whether it's from gaslighting or whether it's from you know trying to read your emotional state so that they can 
treat you, you know, kick you when you're down kind of thing or, um, you know, that kind of thing. Those are kind of more pattern based. I mean, there are just jobs where it's just completely disorganized chaos and everybody's just scrambling, running all over the place. And you're just like, I don't even know what to do with this. It might not be like a pattern based thing. But I think one important thing to really look at is to see are there patterns? Are there patterns? That you can recognize even if you talk to like a therapist about it and be like are there patterns in my life that are coming up um, based on something that's just natural about me when I'm minding my own business and going about my day are there certain types of people you know if you look up personality disorders there are types of personality disorders that certain people gravitate towards and a lot of times I've noticed a pattern, uh, a trend maybe even, of people who have experienced certain types of abuse or um, negative, you know, trends in their upbringing. Those trends can also continue in different environments where you have somebody who's still an authority figure. Like if you had a parent or aunt or uncle or grandparent or, you know, a legal guardian who was your authority figure and wasn't doing things the right way, you might come across those types later on in your life. And it might be your bosses every time. It might be your professors every time. It might be things like that. And so um, it's good to kind of keep that in mind. Um, how you deal with it is your own, is your own thing. If that's, if that's the, the situation, but I've noticed sometimes it is the situation, uh, and it's easier to overlook because it's like, well, good solution, change jobs. Yes, change jobs. But if it comes up again, how do you deal with it? Like, do you want to just keep changing jobs all the time? Or do you want to have a method that, hey, if I don't have to deal with this person, but like once every three months, and it's not that bad of a deal, and I know how to manage it, I can just keep the job and not have to quit jobs every three months, because these types of people keep coming up. And so, um, you know, I'm not saying that, I mean, clearly, clearly, those toxic people are the ones that need the help. But a lot of times when it comes to like personality disorders and personality uh, complex kind of uh, disorders like that, people aren't going to get help for it because they think everybody else is the problem. You know, um, narcissistic people lie. Um, They manipulate. Um, I think what was it that was saying that there's this like range of uh between like there's like a spectrum of personality disorder not person of there's a spectrum of social anxiety to narcissism so social anxiety looks like you know um having discomfort when you're interacting with others when the anxiety that comes up when you have to deal with others whether it's worry or uh ruminate negative ruminations and like predicting that negative stuff is going to occur and losing sleep over it and um not being able to eat properly because of it and like you know there's that the worry about you know what it's going to be like in social settings uh and then the narcissism end of things is more so you know not being portrayed badly by others so not being portrayed badly but they'll also try to get over on other people and manipulate them while they're not trying to be portrayed badly. So those are the types of people who might be abusive towards their kids and then they're lying about it. 
like you'll see those people in like you know social work job positions you know pastors uh police officers people that are like in an authority position where it's like you can't even easily report a parent or whatever or guardian who is in one of those types of positions because you know they're already connected with the system so they're already almost protected because of their job status and so that's not good um um, or their social status you know people aren't gonna believe that like a pastor is wronging their kids like people aren't gonna believe that kind of thing you know they have an upstanding you know um um you know they're perceived as an upstand being an upstanding member of society you know people aren't gonna naturally look at somebody and be like oh you're you're not treating your kid right and we believe your kid you know or they can they're protected you know in a way the not the the kid but the the parent would be protected um but um yeah there are definitely things like that just keep an eye on them again this isn't a blame the victim type of conversation it's just you know um these days i feel like this is going to become more common because when people i mean if i've been experiencing things like that throughout maybe this is the second economy crash now <laughs> um but the re- the economy did kind of recover somewhere in the middle and people were still reacting like that i can't even imagine how it it is for people right now when they're experiencing things that maybe they've never experienced like some people's work environments are going from good work environments they liked it they loved it and now they're having all these toxic experiences unfortunately um it's changing because you know the people in in the higher up higher up positions aren't really managing their their own bs you know they're not managing it um and they're it's trickling down onto the workers and so um yeah it's good to keep in mind but um i think there is a lot within our own personal power that we can do too to make sure we're minimizing you know minimizing it like if if none of those uh ken coleman things kind of work or if if none of those seem like deeper solutions my uh more in-depth you know solution would be more towards you know seeing what's going on not just so much on the surface but inside of you inside of them right um now we can't you know analyze and be like a therapist for our boss or whatever that's totally not appropriate and it's not your job but if you start seeing trends from different types of people that are popping up all over you know it's like okay like maybe it's just those types of people gravitate towards you with their negative things and you know it 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 it's kind of worth it to know how to how to deal with deal with it i'm not saying put up with it i'm not saying stay stay you know in a state where you, where people are going to be able to to be abusive and toxic towards you but if you have to endure it for a while you know if that's a must just so you can get that paycheck and you don't really have any actual options that aren't going to set you into homelessness or something like you know 
you know, sometimes it takes just kind of dealing with the situation from a deeper level. Um, but at the same time, you know, definitely seeing if there is support in your environment. You might need legal support. You might need, you know, HR support. You might need an outside um, job representative or an outside, you know, employment support counselor. Um, somebody who can, all those little people, oh, not little people, but all those uh, roles of different people in their jobs who can like help you to maybe even slowly move out of there and get into something that's better, a better fit, maybe better pay, better environment. Uh, and then if you have the skills to kind of deal with those types of people, if they come up again and again and again, then you'll be more secure in your better, newer environment than if you just switch jobs into something and, you know, don't really have the skills to fully manage with different types of toxic people. Um, It helps to learn how to deal with them. And again, it does suck that it falls on the victim to have to learn how to deal with it. Best case scenario, the stupid person who's who's creating those environments would deal with their own BS and you wouldn't have to deal with it at all. But unfortunately, those types of people don't tend to seek help because they don't either want to admit that they're wrong or they don't notice that they're wrong and they're more likely to lash out on others to get their needs met or to blame others and get their needs met or to you know, just be critical of others and just rude and mean and bad towards other people because that's just how they are. And um, it is unfortunate. It's something I'm hearing about more and more and more and more and more. Um, I worry about it too because I'm in a position to be like switching jobs and I'm like, I don't want to deal with some new toxic person either, you know, but I've still got a couple toxic ones (laughs) that I'm dealing with that I'm just like, well, you know, I don't really have to see these people anyways, hardly at all. So like we don't ever really interact. So it's not really a big deal. But with that, I am done talking and thanks for listening.